Hi friends, you're listening to Cinema 5000. I am Mallory, your host, of course, for the show, here to fill you in on some movies I've recently seen, and lucky for you, I've got a couple newer movies to talk about, as in 2022 releases. So currently at 4,847 movies, so that's 153 to go. Here's the question, do you guys think I could make it to the end of 5,000, hitting that number by the end of 2022? I feel like I have a good shot. I just have to make up for some lost time um, because sometimes I try to watch like a movie a day, at least like six a week, and it's been a little tough to do that in recent times, just like, you know, life. But <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, do want to talk to you about things I watched because this episode actually has four movies uh, that I watched over the course of about a week. So first one I watched was Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, the brand new Marvel film. Um, I do apologize about my voice. It's kind of early, um, but uh, yeah, I just whatever um so dr strange in the multiverse madness directed by sam raimi starring benedict cumberbatch you know the rest uh i was not a fan of this movie it just didn't work for me uh the stuff to do with dr strange and america chavez and wanda none of it none of it worked for me i i mean i don't want to don't know what else to say this kind of movie is kind of critic proof so like if you're a fan of these movies that's fine it's obviously it's for you it's not for me but I found um, some of the imagery not so great. It looked kind of cheap at times. It thankfully did have those little Sam Raimi bits where it's like, you can tell this is a Sam Raimi, Raimi movie. But story-wise, oh, I, I just didn't really care. And I found it kind of boring. I found myself shutting my eyes a couple times just because it was like, uh, comfy seat. This isn't this isn't for me. Um, but yeah, that's just the quick of it. It's it's I don't have a lot to talk about because these movies are just kind of how do you say it they're just there's not a lot that's like so blatantly offensive or just like absolutely terrible it's just for something so expensive why is it just not impressive that's my question all right I'll move on next movie um it's another sort of dark movie I guess all the uh, movies I watched on this episode that I'm going to be talking about are kind of dark thriller horror adjacent kind of movies uh so the next film i watched was called jack's back and if you've never heard of it um that should not surprise you because this is a james spader movie from 1988 that's like a horror drama the tagline is 100 years ago in the city of london in the east end slum of Whitechapel, a man shocked the world by murdering raping and mutilating five women he was never caught so that's the story of jack the ripper but you're like why is this jack the ripper and james Spader? it's a very weird story in that it is about a doctor who is suspecting that someone is committing jack the ripper murders in modern Los Angeles, at least modern for 1988. But why would that happen? What's the story with that? Uh, spoiler alert, unfortunately, the young doctor gets killed and then his twin brother ends up picking up the pieces and both twins are played by James Spader. So double James Spader, a positive in this movie. I wasn't a huge fan of this film. It's a little clunky. The story isn't too involving. Like it's intriguing. But I think the development of the characters isn't so great. And also, 
I didn't necessarily find the murders very interesting. Like, it's interesting when it starts to set up, like, who might get murdered. But then it just, it's kind of like, well, why are we doing this? Like, why is this happening? It's just such an odd concept for a film. But James Spader is good. He's very attractive. And you can't go wrong with him in a movie. Uh, I watched this on Hoopla and it's actually on Hoopla and Tubi right now for streaming in case you're interested. I wouldn't say it's a bad film. I just think the concept itself isn't necessarily a very involving one because it is so offbeat. Um, the film was directed by Rowdy Harrington and also features Cynthia Gibb as one of the actors. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a different kind of movie. Uh, I'd recommend it on that basis alone because it is it is, it, it's just not something you would think anybody would ever make a movie about. Uh, next film. Oh no. This is the 2022 release men directed by Alex Garland and also written by Alex Garland. You guys, I hated this movie. It stars Jesse Buckley as this woman who is grappling with the aftermath of her husband's. Okay. This is going to be really spoilery, but you can sense this from the trailer. So if you've seen the trailer, you know, something happens to her husband. Essentially what happened is her husband, um, decided to commit suicide after their marriage was falling apart. And, um, his death is really kind of sad because in the context of it, he um, was abusive and it's just it's just like, whoa, she was in such darkness in this relationship and it ended so horribly. Um, but what she decides to do, this character, is to rent a countryside home and take some time away. Her character's name is Harper and this house that she decides to rent is taken care of by a man who is played by Roy Kinnear. Uh, you'll notice from the trailer, Rory, Rory Kinnear is the titular man or men rather. Um, <laughs> and what is basically happening is the thing that happens to women every single day <laughs> where men harass them and bother them. And I have a theory about how and why this is happening in this movie. So she, uh, decides to go for a stroll shortly after she gets the house and the keys and she goes into this abandoned rail tunnel. Um, I see it as her entering a manhole, <laughs> pun intended, but yeah, like she basically bridges like, or breaks rather the barrier of the male space because there is a man who's like at the end of this tunnel and so she like runs out and she runs away because she's worried she's going to be followed and then eventually she realized she is indeed being followed by this naked man um this ma naked man is sort of the symbolic essence of this um this man um how shall i say it entity um, <laughs> she calls the cops on him cause he's naked and then the cops do, you know, take him in. And there is one other woman in this movie besides her friend who's on the other end of her phone on FaceTime. But, um, the female cop assures her everything's going to be okay. And then the other cop who's a male is played by Rory Kinnear again. Ah, so I see it, I see it as sort of like women when they get into male spaces, um, are attacked and this and that. It's like sort of trying to have this like conversation about misogyny. <laughs> 
And I think the movie does such a bad job at it because all the con- conceits about how she is and how the men treat her are just the most obvious things. It's like they doubt her. They say, oh, why didn't you do this or that? And it's just, it's it's really bad. It's not interesting. There's a, a, There's so many ways you could have done this movie and talked about misogyny and the things that women face every day. And it goes for just all the really obvious shit. Um, and the flashbacks to do with her, um, her husband who's now deceased and that she was going to divorce are also really troubling. And they're, they're not very deep either. Like it feels kind of like a cop out. It's weird because this movie isn't very long and it wouldn't take much to really flesh out some of the moments a little better and make it a little less obvious. And it's, you know, decisions about women being stalked and treated like crap. And, oh, it's, it's, it's like, how do, how do I say it? It's like, it's like some guy in college who just all of a sudden decides he wants to be a feminist and this is how he wants to relate to women. And it's just very surface level. I, I really hated this movie. It just didn't, it didn't say a lot with very, very good ideas and, um, yeah, so I mentioned her breaching, like, the mantle. <laughs> Eventually, there are some holes that you will, you will discover in this movie. It gets kind of graphic with this idea of birth and rebirth. And, um, it just felt very unnecessary. Like, it was so extreme. And it also, at the same time that it felt unnecessary, it felt like it could have gone further. Like it could have been way more graphic and had a bit more ideas sort of embedded in that moment. Um, but this is like the kind of movie that people are probably seeing these days and being like, oh yeah, it sucked to try to be all gross and crap. And, um, I just think it, it missed the mark completely. I don't recommend men. (laughs) Okay. Um, next film. So the next film I saw, I'm actually not even going to talk about much because it's the uh, 2010 remake of A Nightmare on Elm Street. I recorded an entire commentary on this movie and I'm a bit worried it didn't come out so great. But at the same time, um, you guys technically picked this movie (laughs) for me to talk about. And I'll just say I did not enjoy it on like any level. It relied too much on people having knowledge of what Freddy Krueger is in Nightmare on Elm Street because it never really leaned into the story and tried to tell it in a compelling way. It just felt very lazy. So that's all I'm going to say about that. So you can look forward to that podcast. And if you get through it, you know, you're a trooper because it was tough for me to even find things to talk about at points about the movie because it felt so flat. Um, but if you listen to it, I tried to make sure I, I turned the volume up a bit on the film as I was watching it. So you could hear that in the background to fill in the silences. So I hope you enjoy it. And if you can't get through it, I, I apologize greatly for maybe wasting your time or whatever, just cause it was, it was a very difficult task. I'm not sure I would ever record a commentary like that again, 
But um, yeah, give me some feedback on that. Like send me a Twitter message or send me an email and I'll provide that info at the end of the podcast. But now the final film I saw, um, I just saw a couple nights ago. It's called Hatching. This is a Finnish film. It's a 2022 release and it's being released right now by IFC Midnight. It's a story of a young girl who, um, his name is Tinja and uh, she's 12 years old. Her family seemingly is a very you know, picture perfect family, you know, mom does the Instagram thing and videos and look at my beautiful family. They're all blondes and, you know, amazing looking and their house is perfect. And there's like lots of floral things in within the film and white. And it really paints a picture of innocence. But what ends up happening is this girl, she's, uh, she's struggling a little bit in gymnastics and she's trying to be the perfect daughter. Um, she ends up discovering this egg and within the egg, she soon finds out is a creature. Now you would assume hatching is like a bird thing. And yeah, that's a safe assumption. I'm not going to spoil this much because this is a film. I think on a basis of it being unique and different, I would recommend it. I didn't love the film. I think it had some good ideas, but I'm not sure about the execution. I'm kind of back and forth on it. But um, basically, the girl takes care of the egg, and it grows, and it hatches, and it becomes sort of an extension of herself and her struggle to want to be a good daughter and be successful at her gymnastics. Um, And you soon find out that behind the veneer of her mother's curated family image is that there is unfortunately, just a slight bit of non-perfection, not necessarily darkness, but things aren't quite what they seem. Um, this is a horror film and it, uh, it reminded me of something else I saw. I can't remember the name of the film, but, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a very, it's a very strange film, (laughs) but if you are looking for something different, that's like as a far of as a coming of age kind of horror thing. It's not really coming of age, but it's sort of like, you know, at that point when you're a child, you're sort of learning new things about your life. Your eyes kind of open up to your surroundings and you start to be aware of the certain things in life that aren't as perfect as they seem. But I think that's all I'm going to say about hatching. It does get a little gross at times, but uh, you might enjoy it. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I uh, I can't say it's bad. I can't say it's great. I just want to say it's it's an interesting film. Film, excuse me. I'm like hiccuping. It's an interesting film. There we go. All right. So I think that's the end of this episode. This is a bit of a short one. I didn't want to spoil Hatching, and I didn't have a lot of great things to say about some other films. But I will say, the next episode you can expect will in fact have a discussion of Once Upon a Time in America because that was the film that people voted I should watch because I was looking for a very long film to watch over this long holiday weekend. And if you want to send me a message, you can send an email to cinema5kpod at gmail.com. Follow along on Twitter at cinema5k. We'll get back to the movie soon. And I hope you have a great day. Thanks.